tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, it's an honor to have this guy on the show. I can. Uh, it's an honor to call him a friend. I love him very much. He's a former UFC champion. He's now on a mission to heal people, heal our soil. Please welcome one of the best ever to it, Pat Miltich. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Sam. Thanks for having me on, brother. Uh, well, I love you, and you know, uh, I love our texts and our chats and all that stuff. So uh, it's an honor to have you on. Uh, we haven't talked in a while. How are things? You know, things are things are getting better. You know, I've had a chaotic past three years, to say the least. You're you're aware of a lot of that, but uh, you know, I'm just spending a lot of time focusing on you know, just doing my best to help people, help people understand how they can get healthy and, you know, everything in between, you know, it's uh, most people, most Americans don't even understand what they're eating is literally killing them. And, you know, so we have to start with food and supplementation and things like that. And, you know, we're getting through to a lot of people. That's, that's the main thing. Well, I think it's great. Uh, you know, we're living in chaotic times right now and, I think it's important. Like I, I've been talking a lot about the, the desire and the need to look local. Uh, and that means inside yourself, local politics, local education, local neighbors, connecting with your neighbors and all that stuff. And that's also gets down to the soil and what's going on with the soil and what's going on with our air and what's going on with that. And, you know, I mean, it's just sad. But the truth is the days of not paying attention to any of that are over they just are over and if you care about your kids and you care about your country and you care about your community and you care about all that stuff you have to now start pay attention to this stuff and what they're doing because the moment you take your eye off the ball they try to take another inch from you what are your thoughts on that pat oh and it's been going on for decades i mean you know watching years ago, I don't even know how many years ago it was that I watched G. Edward Griffin, the author of Creature, the Creature from Jekyll Island, interviewing Yuri Bezmenov, who was a Russian double agent who had defected from Russia and come to America. I mean, this was interview. The interview was mid 80s, I believe, about when I was graduating from high school. And Yuri Bezmenov is basically spelling it out, saying the demoralization of your nation has already begun. You know, this is a, a deliberate, deliberate act on all the fronts possible, you know, psychological warfare, um, you know, um, I mean, we're talking spiritual warfare, we're talking chemical, biological, financial, you know, we're seeing all those things come into play. Boone Cutler, who is the head of this organization, Spartan Sword, told me that he just penned a book uh, with General Flynn called you know, fifth generation warfare is what it's what it's about. Something that Jeffrey and I and you and other people who are aware call asymmetrical warfare. Yes. And so so many people are not even privy to understanding all the different components of, of modern day asymmetrical warfare. 
So there is, you know, when it comes to, to self-defense, it is far more than just physical self-defense. It, it is on all the planes around us, uh, you know, and all the, all the fronts where we're, we're literally being, having the, the shit beat out of us by the predator class. Uh, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And it really does blow my mind how people don't see the asymmetrical warfare that's going on. I mean, down to the, the I mean, they, they do it down to the smallest nooks and crannies. You know, we had a situation, I don't know how much you follow uh, NBA and basketball, but there was a situation between an NBA coach sleeping with a bunch of wives uh, of his his bosses. He banged like two of them. And uh, it, got, it became a big story, and CNN, uh, excuse me, ESPN, was like, it was an argument between feminists and black men. And now that's another battle going on between two groups that tend to want to like to point out the evils of white men. So now they got them fighting. And now we got this thing with Kanye West. Now we got Jews and now we got the black community fighting. That's done on purpose. Everything is like, how many fights can they cause within the smallest, smallest of groups? Because the more and more we fight with each other, the more and more we don't pay attention to the big things that are going on. So I completely agree with you on all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, you know, Kanye's comments, you know, are, are so misguided in terms of, because when we think about the people that are in control of the world, they don't have a religion. They, they have a religion. It's satanic, but they've infiltrated, you know, the Catholic religion, the Jewish religion, the, you know, the banking systems, the, you know, a lot of the different uh, narrative control bases. And that's just the way it is. They're not, they're not, uh, Catholics. They're not Jews. They're not anything. Um, not any, any of the sort. So that's people have I've to first saying. understand that people have to understand that, that there is no, uh, when you have a full understanding of what these individuals are in these bloodlines, they're, they have, they're not religious at all in terms of what you would consider religions. And so got to get that straight first. Uh, you know, and it's very interesting as you go back through Tim Fall Hat, this podcast, and you go listen to old episodes. I, I mean, I would say our batting average on the show is pretty high. There's a couple little things here and there that maybe we didn't get perfectly correct. But for the most part, I believe we got it correct. And, you know, I've been saying forever that the Abrahamic religions uh, of these elites are just masks that they wear to walk amongst us. Because sure. if they wore the actual mask of what they believed, people would lose their skull. Now, they're getting more and more brave with it uh, they're more, because every generation has to push it a little farther than the generation before that. So now we're seeing full-blown, you know, dark arts. I, I call it the fallen angel. They're really like behind the fallen angels. We've had a bunch of uh, guests come on talking about the fallen angels and the, whether they're called the watchers or the fallen angels or, you know, what some might call the Anunnaki as well. There's that belief. And, uh, you know, that the, the worshiping of these people uh, is really what it's all about. And people don't want People don't even understand that. So they get they get in real fights over this. Like 99.9% of every group are wonderful people. I'd say at least 99%. They're all wonderful people. They're good people. And then you have this 1% that is not playing 
by the same rules or playing the same game. And then the other 99% finds that they have to defend that 1% against all criticism. When in reality, you should be like, that group is, that these people are assholes. It's not because they're part of us. It's like, because they're dickheads. And that's every group, man. That is every group. I don't care who it is, whether it's Jews, Muslims, Christians. Catholics are interesting, but the rest of them are like, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I think so much of what is going on is, uh, is behind the Vatican. And I do believe in my heart of hearts that things start out as very, very pure with good intentions. And then they get hijacked and uh, steered in a different direction. I think uh, BLM is a big part of that. The original group was BLM too. That was the group. And that meant black lives matter too, as in what as well. And that is Christ consciousness. That is, uh, we are all connected and we are all one. And that's what that group was. But then it got hijacked by uh, dark money and they installed uh, Marxist uh, uh, pagans who openly admit that, and, I, and like we can get into what pagans are, but they openly admit that they were in the Marxism and in the sorcery and that they, their whole goal is to break up the, but break up the family unit. And which has been, has devastating effects on everybody. So I agree with you. Uh, but let's get into what you're working on right now. Sure. Pat. No, I'm, you know, for, for me, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to speak at a few agriculture conventions and um, speak at a few other areas. And, and people are asking more and more for me to show up and talk about human health, performance, uh, food, you know, and all the way to the soil. And, you know, my gosh, the past, 35 years total of searching for the best stuff that makes the human body tick is what led me down this road. And because most people know me as former UFC champion, UFC hall of famer, but they don't understand that I suffered from severe respiratory disease. Uh, basically my entire childhood into my early twenties, I was a good athlete. I could never win the state championships in wrestling uh, because I was always wrestling to conserve my energy. I literally was breathing through a straw that was full of phlegm was, is how my life felt. And as I was turning pro in kickboxing, uh, a good friend of mine turned me on to some really powerful organics, uh, a bunch of antioxidants in, a, in one single veggie cap. And I started taking that religiously twice a day. And 10 days later, I went from sparring three or four rounds with world-class boxers to literally 10 rounds and feeling like I didn't even work out. And I went, okay, there's something to this. And the light bulb went off and I started to wake up and then start to understand that medical doctors were not able to do anything for me where these antioxidants were able to completely change my life and my trajectory. Because had I not discovered that, think about it, Sam, I would have never won a U.S. kickboxing title. I would have never won a UFC championship. I would never have had the opportunity to train, you know, put 95 kids into televised careers and uh, 12 world champs and train law enforcement all the way up to special forces, military and, and have a broadcasting career and everything else. So I would probably be honestly be pouring concrete to this day. Um, had I not discovered organic. So it changed, it changed everything. And that's where my, my understanding of the world changed a lot as well as to what truly healed, healed the human body. So, uh, over those 35 years, I've found some products that have been extremely powerful and watch thousands of people change their lives uh, through the power of organics. And this is stuff that, you know, does not come from laboratories. This comes from the earth, of course, and through um, modern day 
understanding of how to concentrate these nutrients even more makes them even more powerful. And also during that time when I was coaching, you know, I would have fighters come to me from all over the world, uh, from Asia, from South America, from Europe, and they would stay for, you know, six, eight weeks and train for their fights. And they would all go to the grocery store and come back. And that evening they would come to the gym and they go, now we understand why Americans are fat and disease red. Your grocery stores are full of nothing but poison. And it's disgusting. All of them would say that. And so those were just other light bulbs that would go off. And when I was teaching kids, kids karate, all of a sudden I'm getting these young boys brought to me with this thing called autism. And I'd never seen it before. And nobody was aware of it, obviously, back then. But here we had a growing number of, of boys and girls, mostly boys that I was noticing early on, with an uptick in these serious, serious uh, mental issues. And it just compounded and got worse. It was one in 5,000 at that point. And now it's scheduled to be, I believe, close to one in 36 boys are going to have autism. And that is coming because of all the chemicals, the, the thousands of chemicals that are in our our. Uh, you know, our lawns, our, our home cleaning, um, you know, pro, uh, products, the agriculture industry, you know, it goes across the board where we're literally poisoning ourselves and, and it's getting out of hand. And that's, we're seeing the effects of it through obesity and, and, and disease just across the board and running rampant through our country. We've had guests on, uh, have talked about how the food that we're eating is somewhat changing our DNA. Uh, our genetics. And do you have well, any you, th- thoughts on you, that? Well, when you consider that, you know, so the 1937 Dust Bowl, where the, where the soil in the middle of the country basically died from over farming and uh, turned to clay and had no nutrients left in it and, and then turned to dust and buried entire towns from dust storms just being blown all over the place. Well, that's, that's basically what's happening again through synthetics. Uh, you can't take petroleum and take the uh, molecules of that, the uh, petroleum-based NPK fertilizers, the nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, those molecules will allow plants to grow because the plants absorb them because of the molecular structure, but they're not the real thing. So the plants will grow and be very sick, right? So because you have sick plants, then you spray glyphosate and other chemicals all over them. Glyphosate was patented um, as uh, an antibiotic. So they're spraying an antibiotic all over plants to, to keep them from being eaten by bugs because they don't have the ability or give off the natural enzymes they normally would to stop bugs, inhibit bugs from wanting to eat them and oh things like that. God. Um, so this is the type of stuff that's going on. And then we're ingesting that not, not to mention they're genetically modifying grains and, you know, all the, all the other things that they're doing. So our soil is being killed again and it's, it's causing, you know, some serious problems for the future. So, uh, I think this is 100% all planned. Do you think that there is a sinister movement behind this? Or do you think this is just them figuring out a, a problem, trying to solve it, and that and that solution has caused more problems? I think that to a certain extent, we have to take into account the, the education system, you know, the the departments at different universities where, you know, I've had numerous conversations over the past couple of years with doctors, with uh, chemists, with scientists, with, 
you know, agronomist with horticulturalist where I'll start talking to them or mention something. I had a chemist laugh at me the other day at a digital currency meeting when I was talking about organic forms of metal. And he started laughing at me and he goes, there's no such thing as organic metal. And I looked at him thinking, okay, now we're going to have to have a conversation. And his friend that next to him, I didn't know the guy was a chemist at the time, but the guy next to him points at his buddy while he's laughing at me and says, he's a chemist. And so I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, I can see that he's a chemist. So what I did was I said, okay, now I'm going to explain to you how organic metals are formed. And this is important for everyone to understand this. This is information that has been omitted from learning institutes for whatever reason, that when metals in the ground are chelated up out of the ground by a plant and bonded with a carbon molecule, they become very stable and then can be used by the mitochondria within your cell. The mitochondria being the furnace of the cell can burn those metals then because they're very stable and bonded with carbon and burn them and create energy within your cell, which creates energy throughout your entire body. And this is something that we absolutely have to have to maintain health and good energy and life in general. Um, just one of the components of organics, right? So, all he could say as a chemist with an education, obviously a very intelligent guy, looked at me and he, all he could say was, okay, I'll admit that things can be bonded with carbon. And I was thinking to myself, how much did that chemistry degree cost you? When I got, dude, I got punched in the head for a living. I figured this out, you know. So it's it just, it's mind boggling. Some of these conversations I've had with people. Well, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, again, it's like, you know, I'm having conversations with people and, you know, I believe we're in the age of awareness and more and more stuff is becoming aware and more and more people are understanding that there's been a long con game done. And one of the long con games is that higher education means you know more. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think higher education tells me that you are able to regurgitate the proper talking points to get the proper grades to 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 earn a degree which makes you qualified for a certain job because you're willing to regurgitate the the information. Now, am I saying all doctors don't know what they're talking about? I'm not saying that. But I am saying that there's a lot of information that doctors are not told on right. purpose. That if they do begin to talk about that, the their medical board license gets has a chance of being revoked. Now we have uh, Dr. McCullough right now that has supposedly had his medical license revoked. Even with all the information coming out about the vax and all the information coming out about what Pfizer has done or more has not done, meaning human trials, he is now still supposedly, and this could easily be part of the the theater of the haunted house, but he has lost his, his license. Well, yeah. And let's talk about, you know, we have to talk about, you know, at the very top, I heard this when I was sitting on a kind of a, an advisory board for, um, you know, the, the epidemic, the Oxycontin, the, uh, epidemic that's been sweeping across this country for several years and killing about a hundred thousand people a year. Uh, a doctor who sat on that board, um, I won't say his name, but he basically said, you know, the American medical medical association 
will literally revoke the license of any hospital that does not prescribe or give out enough pain pills per year. So that's where the how much pain are you in question and one to 10 uh, describing your pain came from. And then they can hand you the, you know, the, the Oxycontins or whatever it is that they want to give you uh, to supposedly relieve your pain. And that's 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 some sinister stuff, to say the least. 100%. I mean, if you watch, uh, I think it's Death by Injection, or if you read Death by Injection or Murder by Injection, which is a book that breaks down how the Rockefellers completely hijacked the healthcare industry. And if you go to it, you're going to see a lot of uh, anti-Semitism words written in there, like, oh, anti-smack, anti-smack. It's not. It's not at all. And that's the problem with that term. They're slinging it everywhere that people are going to, it's going to lose its power, unfortunately, man. And the truth of the matter is the Rockefellers completely hijacked our health industry by using the AMA as a board to run out holistic medicine. It is just a fact. It's not debatable. And you could use these words if you don't want to look into it. And that's fine. That's up to you. But it is the truth. And we've had people... Like when we get into the vaccine and all, I mean, the virus, I've been on shows with, with virologists and asked them, what is the study that they isolated the COVID virus? And they can't answer it. And I'm not, I flunk first grade. I'm functionally illiterate. I mean, I can, <laughs> I can bear, I can read barely. If I read out loud, I stumble. And I say, I asked this guy with a degree who couldn't stop talking on the podcast. Where, where, where was the study where the CDC isolated the virus? He had no answer. He danced. Ah, you know, things have changed. No. Where is it? It doesn't right. exist. And it's not that the virologist is trying to get nasty or be deceitful with me. The truth of the matter is, is he was taught a certain way. And what he was taught is what he's seeing. He can't see unsee that. Because his right. teaching, his, his basically education has taught him to see things in a certain way. That's sure, it. Sure, and, and everybody, you know, we just had Nick Spawn on, who's a motivational speaker, uh, a hypnotist, a very intelligent guy on our podcast, Self-Defense Warrior podcast, and talking about reprogramming people's subconscious minds and deprogram, deprogramming them at, at first, right, to to be able to, to help them understand and, and see, see themselves number one, a little bit in a better light and be able to see the world a little clearer. But, you know, when we go back to the Rockefeller thing, you know, for thousands of years, mankind had <clears throat> gained a very good understanding of which plants, mushrooms, flowers, fungi had healing properties to them. And, and that's what medicine was. And then out of nowhere, Rockefeller decides to donate millions of dollars to prestigious medical universities uh, medical departments at universities and says you're going to do away with all that plant medicine knowledge and you're going to start prescribing this stuff petroleum-based pills uh, where they had gone out into the jungles and forests around the world and still do find these plants mushrooms flowers roots and isolate the molecules that are within them that are responsible for the healing and then they will synthetically recreate them and patent them and make billions of dollars off them meanwhile when you eat them your body just as a plant absorbs the you know petroleum based nitrogen molecules to grow um, you will when you're given this medication your body will absorb it because of the molecular structure but you have side effects which tells you 
you're being injured, trauma's being caused, and that's that's a really bad thing. So, you know, there's a lot of people, the consciousness level of people is rising greatly right now. And I think that that is causing causing some shifts and is causing them to get more aggressive, the predator class to get more aggressive with us. And that's what we're seeing in the past almost three years right now. Guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite American companies out there, Blue Chew! <laughs> That's right, Blue Chew. You love them. I love them. We all love them. It is American boners for American men, for American women, or American other men, okay? It doesn't matter. We don't judge here. Just get those rock-hard boners going, okay? It's real simple, okay? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. I love chewing that because I can feel the boner coming, bro. You ever take that first chew and then you're like, boom, rock hard, veiny, ready to go to town, <laughs> right? You could take them anytime, day or night. So you can, you can plan ahead or be ready when the opportunity arises. When it's go time, it's go time. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, bam, you receive your prescription within a day. The best part, it's all done online. None of these doctor orders, doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So the hot chick behind you wondering if you're, you, you, you know, you need a little help. Nope. 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 You need a little help. That's fine. You don't need a little help. I take blue chew anyways, because it's double boner action. Okay. Double boner. That's right. Blue chew tablets are made in the USA. 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 Dude, every time I say that, I can hear a hawk flying above. <laughs> An eagle, bald eagle. <laughs> All right. Prepared. Or a ship. Hawk. Whatever. Well, guess what? What if these blue chews are shipped by hawks? Okay. I could see it. Yeah, that's how powerful it is. So it's they're made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Not me. I asked them to have fireworks, okay? <laughs> so everybody knows Mayor of Poundtown's in the house. It's real simple, okay? So if you, you could use a little extra confidence when it's time to form, perform, Blue Chew can help. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TINFOIL to re receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for being one of our longest running sponsors on TINFOIL. Have you seen the Atlantic article about the lady <laughs> asking for... Uh, pandemic amnesty uh what are your thoughts on have you so one have you seen the article or at least a link to the article and if so do you have any thoughts on it yeah she's a brown university uh professor and i'm sure that that was to send out a feeler in the public on on the retribution that people are wanting to you know exact on people that ruined millions tens of millions of lives uh, a lot of people lost their jobs or were forced to get something they didn't want and it's um, adversely affected their health or worse. I mean, I, I know of many people uh, who've had family members um, seriously affected or died, you know, suddenly uh, not long after the treatment. And that's something that, that is going to be addressed moving forward by a lot of people. There are some lawsuits that are, that are happening with hospitals for remdesivir and for the sedation and what's what's happened to a lot of people with that. And of course, because Jeffrey and I hosted the old podcast, The Conspiracy Farm, uh, 
I've had a massive number of people send me messages on social media and text messages about family members uh, passing away and, and, or being, you know, horrible uh, reactions to what they've been treated with. And so there's, there's, yeah, there's going to be some problems moving forward for a lot of people that were responsible for forcing people to get this treatment. And, uh, you know, I even told the director of health in Scott counties um, during a presentation he was giving and lying about the data. And I told him, I said, it's not going to be me or, or the other people in this room that understand that you're lying, but the parents of the children that are going to be injured or worse by this treatment, um, those people are going to come looking for you, doctor. And uh, all I got to say is, you know, you, you, you might want to give some thought to uh, reversing course on what you're doing right now, because there's going to be some very, very angry people. And do they, do you think somebody like that believes that the vaccine helps children? Or do you believe that they are just following a narrative that allows them to make as much money as they possibly can? Are they that evil or are they that naive in your opinion? I think there's, there's probably three different categories or somewhat intertwined as there are people that understand but are very greedy. Um, I, I know specifically of a couple of doctors that absolutely knew that damage was being done, severe damage was being done, and they still um, were telling people that they really needed to get it. You have other people that are too afraid to say anything because they make a living, um, either cowardice or just fear, whatever it is, however you want to categorize it. <clears throat> and then you've got people that absolutely are oblivious and truly believe in, in uh, everything they're being told, and they're their uh, university education, you know, just kind of builds that that mindset towards, you know, their beliefs. Uh, and it, it's kind of crazy, too, because we're living in this, like, this weird time where, like, like, things 15 years ago, if you told people from 15 years ago what was being done today, they would laugh in your face. Not even 15, yeah, 15, 20 years ago, they would laugh in your face. People from the 90s would probably punch you in the face mm -hmm. for saying the stuff that is going on today and this willingness to uh, go with a narrative that goes against all of nature. Right. Yes. And that's what that's the point is that what people can look up um, Jamie Walden, who wrote um, Omega Dynamics, a guy that uh, former recon Marine who is supremely intelligent guy and i had a, an amazing phone call with him but he said you know when we look at the queen of england lighting the triple helix dna lights that go across the palace lawn and up into the so-called tree of knowledge uh, that's their intentions for mankind to alter our dna and why would they alter our dna into a triple helix from a from a two-strand helix to a to a triple strand um i mean our dna is literally the signature of our creator so do they want to alter um, that we're no longer created in his image? I mean, we've got to go to that level of understanding uh, that they're doing to, to people to alter their DNA. I mean, this is some, this is some heavy shit that's happening. Oh my God. Those are the lights. There. Yeah. Watch that video. Put that video on. It's a, it's literally a satanic ritual. <clears throat> 
Where do you think the queen is right now? Blowing donkeys in in, in hell right now? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I I mean, it's unbelievable. She it, might enjoy that too much, actually. Yeah, they might. Okay, you're having too much fun. Let's figure <laughs> something else. Well, that's out. that's the thing is, I you know, anywhere I'd go where the royal family was on TV, I'd go turn that shit off. Yeah, oh, dude, but, I get in arguments. Look at this! Look at this serpent! Oh, and she presses a little globe, right? It's a little. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. There's your triple helix tree, bud. It's right, right, right under our noses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right in plain sight. In plain sight. And these people, I mean, it's so interesting, Pat, because, uh, you know, you can have arguments with people about what's going on and who are they and all that stuff. And, you know, I have a show with a good friend of mine who I love with all my heart. And our debates are always, he doesn't believe that there's a they and I believe there is a they, uh, and it's the occult. You know that's my belief. And so when when we talk, when we listen to his arguments, there's always that. But you know, it just didn't go the way they thought it was. They didn't expect this. There's this always this weird kind of out that just it just didn't work out. But when you go from the other way, that these people have made deals with trap demons in a realm. That God sent down here, fallen angels, and they're waging war on humanity. It all clicks. It all click. There is no but, 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 but. It's like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. If you're trying to wage war on humanity, you would do that. You would lie about weapons of mass destruction so you could go into Mesopotamia and try to uh, erase all of the ancient knowledge. Oh, it would totally make sense that you would lie about vaccine if you wanted to wage war against humanity because you wanted to change our DNA, which most likely caused the last mud flood that wiped out humanity. So, I mean, like, you like, you get, you get, these all tend to make sense when you come from a spiritual War. This is spiritual war. This is not about money and power. This is spiritual war. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, Randall Carlson, who was on my old podcast a couple of times, you know, I asked him, speaking of floods, I said, I don't, you know, am I right in assuming because there's a thousand times more fresh water below the surface of the earth than there is on top of it. Uh, all the rivers, the lakes, the creeks, the oh, ponds. Oh, damn, dude. A, there's a thousand times more water underneath. I said, so the great flood didn't come from above. It came from below because water does not evaporate and escape into space. It stays here. So we've got the same amount of water uh, on, on the surface of the earth. So, and he said, yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. Now, of course, there's going to be more rain because there's more water on the surface to evaporate, but ultimately it did come from below. And, you know, given his knowledge level and confirming my thought processes, you know, was, was pretty pretty good to hear at least that that I have a basic. Okay, I'm I'm that. dumb. Let me get this right. The mud came from below. Well, you got to understand again. There's a thousand times more water below the surface of the earth in aquifers underneath. You know, there's an aquifer the size of it's massive underneath uh, Iowa in the Midwest. You know, just one alone has a massive amount of water. So that's that's basically, you know, the crust of the earth shifts, whatever, and pushes water, so much water from below up on top of the surface that that's where your flood originally came from. He's saying it couldn't have come from anywhere else or else it would still be here. You get what I'm saying? Right. I get. OK, so the, the God sends down these meteors, bang, hits us, these giant whatever they are that we see these impacts causing or the inside of the earth just shifts. Yeah, it right? could just be I mean, like the, the, the earth is constantly shifting. 
So the place you know, that's yeah. that's basically you know my thought processes. Damn, dude. Damn, that's crazy, dude. And then all the the indigenous people have stories of ants, ant people bringing humans into the cave. It's like, it's like all there, bro. It's all there, and you watch their <laughs> game plan. It's the, right. you watch again, and they're just doing it again because they have no originality. Their lizard brains, their reptilian brains, don't allow for creativity, so they keep running the same game plan over and over and over and over again. Well, my, my mindset is this, is that, you know, we've got to be able to, because of my history of um, having seen evil as a kid, um, you know, my two oldest brothers, which I wasn't privy to until later on, they were much older than me. That probably spared me the, the, the horrible uh, stuff that they had to go through. You know, those, my two oldest brothers were molested by Catholic priests. So I knew at a very, you know, my, I guess fairly early on anyway, when I started learning about that stuff. Uh, what had happened to my two oldest brothers. They both committed suicide in their thirties because they couldn't get rid of their demons. So, you know, for me, I am able to look at the world a little bit differently because of my experiences. And of course, eight years, seven, uh, seven years doing a podcast with Jeffrey, where we're talking to people of a lot of different realms of expertise and being able to analyze what's really going on in the world. So my, my, and your information loops, are different than most operating systems of, of most people and human beings in general, as you said earlier, Sam, we're very, most people are very kind hearted. They, they, they simply can't comprehend the level of evil that the predator class are capable of. And these bloodlines of people that have, you know, I mean, over how many generations has it been have caused genocides and warfare and, and turned mankind against each other over and over and over again for their gain. And that's, that's what they do, man. I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. This is what they do generation after generation after generation. And they're in no hurry. Their plan will always, if it takes centuries, it takes centuries. They're in no hurry. Incremental steps. The minute you give an inch, they take a mile. That's Or they, the minute you give them an inch, they take two inches. That's how they go. And that's how it is. And it just, you have to understand, they don't think like you. Did you guys see that news story that just came out about, we kind of talked about it on Cash Daddies, about the crypto guy that was found dead? Uh on the after drowning on a beach, uh, like three days after he tweeted about how the CIA was and Mossad was running um, uh, child sex trafficking rings out of Puerto Rico, Jesus. and yeah. they was dead right after. It's like, and so everyone wants to get into these like, oh, this, uh, you know, uh, this group is for this group, meaning like the CIA is for America, and Mossad is for Israel, and MI six is for England. No, they're all the same group they just have franchises in different locations (laughs) and that's what they are and if you study it they all and then they have to work on each other's ground because most likely there's a lot of laws which state that they can't do anything uh, in their homeland so they have to they were it's kind of like five eyes right all these five eyes which are probably the queen's all the queen's real territory right uh america canada uh you the UK, Australia, and New Zealand are all basically the royal family territories. And they all spy on each other to to circumvent uh, privacy laws. 
And that's what they do. And they all do it. And then you study all the crime organizations, right? How many crime organizations, especially in uh, North, uh, especially in the Americas and in Europe, they all tend to be Catholic based, right? Italians, Irish, Latino. I mean, they're all Catholic based. And then we said, what happened? You're trying to get yourself killed by it. You're trying, dude, you're trying to get yourself killed by yeah. everybody. Yeah. Oh, well, dude. I mean, I'm an illiterate dick joke comic. I, they, they pushed me out there. So I sound retarded. Um, but that's what, that's what they do. That's it. And they all have a Catholic base. And then you find that the Nazis all ran to, through the Vatican. This is all a long game. Long story short. This is a long game done by these dark arts people who worship fallen angels. That's my humble opinion. So I want to get back to the soil. How do we fight back? How do we push back? Well, I mean, there's something called, let's talk about, you know, the organics out there. There's there's products out there that can be used to grow great yields, great crops, uh, massive vegetable uh, gardens. Uh, people should be growing their own food, most certainly, so that you can control what goes into you and your family's bodies. And, you know, so the the fulvic hemic acids that uh, that I use and that I distribute and have the exclusive U.S. rights to, uh, which are all o OMRI certified, which means they can be sold in Canada, United States and Mexico, are the most nutrient rich substances that I've been able to find in 35 years. And that's that's something that, that is super important. You spray this stuff on your vegetable garden on the leaves of your plants when they're six inches to a foot tall. And six weeks later, you've got literally a Jurassic garden. You've got, you know, tomato plants that are eight feet tall. What are we spraying one more time? Plants. Sorry. What are we spraying? What's, what's that? What'd you say we're spraying? It's uh, a, it's a humic fulvic acid. It is the concentrated nutrients of 1500 different types of plants that have decomposed for 60,000 years, concentrated into a powder that, that you can put in water. Is that like shilajit? Is that the same thing? Uh, no, it's shilajit is a non-organic source that would be from rocks and that's you know, already fossilized. So it. it's not near as effective because you're, you know, it's, it's beneficial for not only soil because it'll break down the nutrients in soil and make them bioavailable to plants, crops, whatever it is, uh, but also raise oxygen levels of the soil, which is super important. And also those organic nutrients that go into the plants or the crops are going to make them more pest and disease resistant. Um, it just makes for stronger crops and plants. That's the end result of that. Uh, re more refined versions can be used for agriculture, for uh, for livestock, for instance, uh, if you want healthier cows, pigs, chickens, whatever. And then it also in numerous hundreds upon hundreds of tests have proven to be very effective in improving uh, human health and human performance because just the, the ability for humic fulvic acids to, so the humic, the humic component of it protects the outside of the cell. The fulvic part of it can go into the cell. And uh, basically the, the way humic fulvic acids work is that the fulvic, when it goes inside of the cell uh, through tests will bond with hydrogen and create more oxygen. Obviously, oxygen is very important to human life or any life on this planet. And so that's super important. It's also got the organic forms of metal that feed the mitochondria uh, to, again, to generate energy. And then the last thing that it, that it is, uh, can potentially do is bond with heavy metals and toxins that are trapped in your cell that your cell won't release because your cell does not recognize uh, heavy metals and toxins as water soluble. So those toxins and heavy metals will, will continue to build up in your cell until 
it causes disease. And we see that across the board in America quite a bit right now. So you want to be able to, through organics, a lot of antioxidants out there, substances and compounds that are organic, have the ability to go into the cell and bond with those heavy metals and toxins and get them the hell out of your cell so that your cell function improves and your health improves. That's just, you know, one of those things. So this, this, uh, amongst all the products that I have come across and substances that I've come across is, is, uh, one of the, if not the most powerful and versatile organic substances known on the planet. I, I just think that people need to be completely and utterly engaged in how they live their lives. And it's like, you know, when I, Dana always talks about how her mother would, uh, you know, she had four kids and she doesn't know how her mother took care of four kids. I go, well, it was really easy back then because that's all she had to do. Now everybody's got to take care of their kids, run their run their multiple businesses. And it's like there's so much more work, man. And it's like, hey, dude, I get it. I get it. There's a lot going on. But this is the most important stuff. And if you want to push back and you want to beat the new world order, the truth of the matter is you have to engage in this stuff. You have to think local. You have to focus on this stuff. And that is taking care of your 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 garden, man. There's nothing more important than your garden. Your so you know, everybody's like food shortages are coming, food shortages are coming. I think it's possible, 100%. I mean, we know there's a war on farms. We know that's happening because that's they want control of the food supply, whether that is theatrics in the, the, the haunted house we live in, right? Like murder hornets and a winter of death, yeah. right? These are things they want that, that never actually manifested, but they would love to take over the uh, farms. Because once they control the food, they're going to put you on bugs. That's what they're going to do. You're going to be eating cockroaches and spiders and every disgusting thing that you swat away because it makes you sick, right? That's what they want. And by the way, bugs contain toxins that cause cancer. Fun facts for everybody. Just like, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, that, that film Snowpiercer, which, you know, it's... Is there, I mean, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like this model for you. Have you seen Snowpiercer? I haven't watched. Is it good? Yeah, well, yeah, but it, the model you subscribe you described for society is exactly. I mean, you'd really love it. Check it out. I uh, 100% uh, think this is what they would like to do, and it's almost like a hell mary pass. But look what the, look what Trudeau's kids doing in Canada, and look what they're trying to do in Europe. They're trying to, by using these uh, environmental bullshit orders for a climate change hoax, they're trying to take away farmland from farmers so they can control the food supply. And once you control the food supply, guess what? You better dance, monkey, because if you don't dance, you're not getting fed. So you yeah, have well, to do. I mean, things. that's it's a Stalin. It's it's a Stalin style. Uh, food famine on a global scale is is kind of what what I think they're envisioning, <laughs> and you know the the folks of the world better better wake up a little bit. But you're sounding a little bit more like Alex Jones every day, Sam. It's it's you know next you're going to be screaming they're turning the frogs gay, but the frogs are gay. They're doing <laughs> they are doing reach arounds. They are. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen through, this. That's through a chemical a chemical called atrazine that not only alters the 
the hormonal levels, the testosterone and estrogen of frogs and lab rats, but the male frogs and lab rats actually grow female genitalia physically. So it's that powerful. So we're seeing the feminization of boys hormonally. They're, they're confused about what they're supposed to be. They're not developing cor- correctly. And this is another reason why we need to be putting powerful organics into our children. My kids, uh, since day one, have been given organic substances and they've developed amazingly well. Uh, very, very lucky, very blessed. And my kids, uh, more than, I mean, anything, just a cough here and there once in a while, but they've never been sick. And they're 20, 18, and nine years old. And that's a pretty good track record for, for kids not being sick at all. Uh, I want to talk to you about something that Gavin McGinnis just talked about, and that was the death of ESG. Uh, we've seen on um, one of my other podcasts, we talked about this. Uh, I think a giant uh, retirement fund out of Louisiana pulled their money out of BlackRock, and then they were downgraded in terms of their viability as a stock. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with ESG? Because People are go woke, go broke. People are taking giant L's that are trying to push this thing that this BlackRock and Vanguard has been making people do. And because they they get Fed money to bail themselves out, they can operate at losses. But then these smaller companies that are trying to get in the good favor of BlackRock and think scumbag ass uh they uh they are going broke what are your thoughts on the future of esg which is manufacturing this and astroturfing cultural marxism well i think that you know we've been aware of course of vanguard and blackrock and other large um, funds um like them and the you can research anything that uh that those organizations invest in. I mean, go into any pharmaceutical company and type in, you know, largest investors in top 10 investment uh, in, you know, stockholders in any company, any media company, any industry, any pharmaceutical company, anything. And then you're going to see BlackRock and Vanguard near the top, if not the top. Um, So they're very, very powerful, very powerful people. And they could cancel you and I obviously in a, in a heartbeat. But I think that, people are waking up to that and, and trying to decentralize money as much as possible. And I think that that is imperative that people wake up to and decentralize the monetary system to the point back to the days before central bank and after central banks were canceled in this country. And you had what was called the wild west of banking, <clears throat> because if you have small banks across the country that just deal with and uh, have customers locally, if those banks practice, you know, um, in in a way that that jeopardizes their their existence um, and and uh, cause cause that bank to go under. They only affect the people in that community uh, that bank with them. It does not cause a massive global collapse of financial systems as we've seen in the past. So right now, I would say more than anything for people to understand is that the fight the fight isn't going to happen now uh, because things are are going to go the way they're going to go. That's just the way it is. Um, so when things wind down and we see a de-evolution of, of financial systems and, and uh, all, the, all the chaos that's going to happen, it's not then that you want to fight. It, it, the fight, save your energy for the rebuilding process, because we do not want these people to have control when the rebuilding starts to happen. 
And that's, that's where people need to understand. There's a gentleman out in Utah that distributes um, <clears throat> his own monetary notes that have strips of gold in them that are worth exactly what the, what the note is printed as a hundred dollar bill has a hundred dollars worth of gold strip in it. $500 bill, $500 worth of gold strip in it. It's like these so gold that's, bucks. That's the type of, that's the type of monetary system that needs to happen. So wh- who is this guy? Um, I can't remember his name offhand, but that's, that's really where it, where it needs to go that, that you have something of tangible value. Um, there's also a gentleman, um, I won't reveal his name right now, but he has, uh, factories that are basically getting started that can build 10 million square feet of, of, um, living space in one year. And it's assisted. It has employees, uh, a lot of employees, people on the ground, but it also is assisted by AI. And uh, this this um, this industry will be backed by a digital currency, by real estate. So that'll be a tangible digital currency. That'll be the first one to ever exist. And so all of that's getting revved up and starting as well soon. So the decentralization of the monetary system is imperative for for mankind to actually be able to live freely and and be able to uh, free ourselves of 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 the slavery that's been going on for God knows how long. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Miracle Brand. Listen, fall, winter is upon us. It's coming, okay? It's getting colder and colder. And for me, that means struggling to find the right temperature when I sleep. I recently found a way to stay at the perfect temperature all night long using silver-infused bed sheets by Miracle Brand. Using silver-infused fabrics, Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night they're also self-cleaning because they're infused with silver that prevents 99.9 percent of bacterial growth Uh, they stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets no more gross odors miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts and one just in time for the holidays. I'm all about that. Uh, stop all sleeping about Stop sleeping on bacteria. Clean sheets mean less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other skin problems. Gross. So here's what I need you to go to. TryMiracle.com slash Okay, that's T-R-Y m-i-r-a-c-l-e dot com slash tinfoil to try it today or gift it to someone special for this holiday season and we got a special deal for our listeners save 40 percent and be sure to use the promo code tinfoil at checkout to save even more and get three free towels miracle is so confident in their product it's back with a 30 day money back guarantee so if you aren't 100 satisfied you get a full refund upgrade your sleep with miracle brand go to try miracle dot com slash tinfoil and use the code tinfoil to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40 percent off again that's trymiracle.com slash tinfoil treat yourself and a friend and a loved one for this holiday season thank you for miracle brand for sponsoring this episode pat you uh mentioned digital uh currency do you have any concerns about what it means for uh social credit score and the new world order well, I mean, eventually, I think, you know, if you listen to Jason Burmis's show, he believes that 
you know, eventually blockchain is slavery. So, you know, yeah, the, the digital currency, I mean, people have to understand that the Chinese digital currency that's been created, the digital one, um, the social point system over there in China is already operational, which means that Elon Musk's um, Skylink is already operational, right? It just hasn't been brought here to these shores yet because the American, uh, maybe the Americans haven't been softened up enough to conform yet. So who knows what, when that comes, but, you know, ultimately I would say this, that um, at all costs, Americans must resist a, you know, a banking issued digital currency for sure. Um, I'm a very leery of digital currency as well overall, but you know, look, I'm a caveman. I prefer gold, silver bullets and, uh, uh, land and things like that, that are tangible assets that make sense to me. Well, I, I love it. I want to get your, do you have any thoughts on what's happening in Brazil? It seems to be the people have said no to Klaus Schwab, no to the new world order and you're seeing, and, and this is what I'm always saying, dude. I love it. I, listen, man, I would love to go back to some form of what the 90s were, right, before the Clintons got in and did all their damage, right? I would love that. I'm not, I'm not, I like, there's parts of anarchy I really like, but I'm not looking to, like, burn everything down. I just want respect. I want the politicians to do the will of the people. I'm not here to cause complete and utter chaos. I'm here to let people know. But what you see going on in Brazil and what's starting to happen in Europe is that people are waking up that there is a lot of them and very few of authority. And what's happened in Brazil is that the population has basically overran the military and they are demanding that the election be overturned. And I think that, and Johnny or Pat, if you have any thoughts on that, but I mean, like you look at that whole thing, they're like, oh yeah, uh, the socialists won by three mil. Oh, by the way, we threw out five million votes that we thought were shady. Just so you know. Wonder where those votes went. Wonder who those votes were for. I mean, dude, it's insanity. So anybody... And Brazilians this- don't play, dude. The, you know, I've, I've, of course, fought Brazilians. I've trained with a lot of Brazilians. They do not play. Uh, yeah, and the military is basically saying, okay, the people, literally the entire population is about to turn this place upside down. We we better side with the citizens and we better do it pretty quick because we only have so many bullets and we can't blow up our entire country uh, and butcher and massacre our entire population because, well, ultimately that would be killing your own family in, in many uh, instances. So I it's it's a very volatile situation and I think it's volatile all over the world. I think that Americans have been uh, dumbed down to the point where, you know, they have sat back and, you know, medicated themselves to the point where their frontal lobes are fucking dead and they just will sit back and and take punishment uh, where the Brazilians absolutely aren't taking it. They're, they're, they're hot blooded, tough ass people. And they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going off. And I think that, um, the, the person they supposedly said got elected who they let out of prison for the election um, <laughs> is, 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 is going to wish that he never got let out of prison. Cause they're probably going to find the guy and do worse to him than, than he ever imagined. And, and, and here's the whole thing. When you look at places like Latin America and parts of Europe, I hate to tell you the margin of error is so razor thin that if it goes bad for a very short time, it's complete and utter chaos. And the truth of the matter is, is as crazy as, uh, you know, America is, 
we're very blessed that even our, well, I mean, when you see fat homeless people in America, I mean, chunky ass homeless people. There's a reason because we have a good here. And I'm not saying that homeless people, we shouldn't have a feel, a feel for them and try to help them if they want help to get out of their situation. But that's a good sign. And like we, and like I, I've said before, like, you know, this whole political correctness thing, this whole climate change thing is all because rich kids are dying to have a fight and flight inside their lives that they're seeking. And the farther you go down the economic levels, the more and more real fight and flight gets. Go down to Skid Row and say, tell me how long you go before someone corrects you on their pronouns. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't because right. they got real Life problems. How are they going to eat and how are they not going to get stabbed? But as you go all the way up to these kids who were born in the lap of luxury, everything is taken care of from the moment they took their first breath. They never, ever had to worry about anything. They have to seek it out. It's the caveman in them. They need to find a fight. They need to find something they got to run from, which is climate change, which is microaggressions of racism, sexism, and homophobia in everything. That's right. what they well, do. All that, all that disappears when you're standing uh, in line for a block of cheese and a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know that's that's the truth of of the matter. You know the those differences that have been created. Yeah, they don't exist. They're fabricated by the media. They're fabricated talking points by the predator class, and that's just the way it is. And so when we look at climate change, look, there's real problems with. Um, with our environment, without a doubt, but we have to understand where that's coming from. I mean, we, we've, we've got, you know, just in the Midwest, uh, when they go to build a subdivision or an office park or anything, they take, they bring in land scrapers, land, land uh, scrapers, and they scrape off the black soil off the top of the land. And then they go back in and put a few inches of, of black dirt back down. And then that black dirt that they scraped off the land goes away and gets sold, I don't know, in bags and whatever else they do with it. But people have to understand that when you have clay where you used to have black dirt, now you have no water, water holding capacity or not near the water holding capacity as black dirt. You've got dead soil underneath, which is clay. So the water runs off into streams, rivers, um, disappears out, out to the ocean. And so you don't, again, have the proper evaporation rates that you need to create clouds and condensation and, and more rain. So the droughts that are happening around the country are happening, you know, in a combination. Uh, in my conversation with a, a friend of mine who's a professor of biology at Iowa State University, you know, when I was asking him about this, he said, yeah, he goes, it's, it's really bad when you've got dead soil, it doesn't hold water and therefore the water doesn't stick around and, and the, uh, and the evaporation rates are lower. So you get less rain and you get droughts and that's how it happens. So, so is there a website where people can go Pat and find all everything you're talking about and even the, the stuff you're saying we should be spraying on our our plants so we get a better crop is there do you have a website a web, uh, yeah, podcast people to, people, yeah people can go to soilsavior.com and they can order a 1.3 pound bag that they can treat their lawns so you don't need to put down petroleum based fertilizers um 
you know, you can use that, that to spray your lawn with and feed your soil and your, and your gardens and your flower gardens and whatever else you want to want to spray it on. And then, so everything from a 1.3 pound bag to 55 pound bags to one ton bags, they can order for agriculture. Well, I love it. That would be the website. I yep. love it, Pat. We'll make sure to link this into the yeah, uh, and then people can also go to for the uh, for the human form, the more refined version combined with organic vitamin C for immune function. They can go to organicsupersoldier.com and order the bottles with the capsules just to start on the chelation process. I think it's the the product that gives them the best. Uh, chances at chelating some toxins out of their cells as well as that organic vitamin C assisting them in, in their immune function. And I've partnered with Tim James from chemicalfreebody.com. One of our favorites. He's a badass and, and has some amazing products. So people can people can check that out as well. And, and uh, you know, look, we're, we're all about changing people and improving people's lives and health. And if you don't have your health, you're not thinking about what you can accomplish in this world and what you can do for others and things like that. So that's really where it starts, you know, is, is our health. And, and that goes all the way from us all the way to our children, to our, to our food. What are we putting in ourselves and our kids and what's happening to the soil and and becoming aware. If you're not aware of the problem, you're never going to solve the problem. I completely agree, man. I completely 100% agree. And it goes back to something I talk about all the time on the show, simple versus easy. Pop culture, culture is easy. Fast food, pornography, uh, you know, low-frequency music, uh, you know, anxiety. All that stuff is easy, right? And, it, I mean, all that stuff causes anxiety. It's easy. Sure. Simple, okay? Simple is prayers, meditation, and eating correctly, man. Eating correctly. Yeah. And that comes down to probably growing your own food. No matter what, get a hobby, man. Do you have a hobby in your life? Do you have something you do that doesn't involve like just brain rot or trying to make a dollar? Something you do for yourself, your family. And that might yeah. be starting a garden and growing your own stuff. And maybe you get really good at this. And maybe people start liking your vegetables and you start doing this stuff and you're eating your healthier and you're feeling better. I know when, listen, I could, because of sobriety, I'm very fine-tuned into my body. I know when I can't get a coffee and I drink a Red Bull, next day I'm depressed because I'm putting in some shitty chemicals into my body. If you yeah. start cutting out the, the manufactured from your life and you get back to the simple simplicity of nature, you will see your life change. Your vibrations will change on higher levels more. And then when you're um, vibrating on a higher level, guess what? Higher vibrational people and higher vibrational opportunities come in your life. It's yes. just a fact. Yeah, 100%. That's the thing that I've noticed the most over the last three years is a lot of people fell away from me and I've had nothing but, but very high vibration, very intelligent, um, folks come into my life and educate me a great deal on a lot of things that I didn't know about. And that's, that's really what it's all about is adding to other people's lives and being a, being a positive influence on other people's lives as much as we can. And, you know, that's the thing is, yeah, man, the, the sobriety thing is, is just a tad important for some of us, right? Yeah. Well, for me, for sure, dude, for me, for sure. And it's just like me rewiring my brain and how I see the world and what I put into my, my, my body.
And you know, and it's like there is no reality. There's only perception. If you perceive low frequency shit, you're gonna do low frequency shit. If you change the way you look at your life and you right. find the beauty in everything, try to find the beauty in everything. Things will change in your life. I promise you, because I walk the walk, man. All right. So now you've got to you've got to find the beauty in Klaus Schwab. Okay. In ten seconds or less. Uh he looks <laughs> great in a fucking a lingerie wedding bikini. I mean, his dick trap is pretty impressive, bro. So, not I my think, thing, but I good for done, him. I think he's done his job to educate us as to what evil truly is, so we're aware. <laughs> no, you're totally right, man. And it's like you know, if you can't be an example, be a warning, and that's really what he is. He is a warning of things to come. And you know, I have my own views of what happened in World War II, and this is Sam speaking. I don't think I think Germany lost. I thought the Nazis won, and they walked mm -hmm. right over here and they created. They, I mean, dude, when a guy who's a no Nazi puts his name on a giant sports arena in Alabama, they ain't hiding. And they came over here and flipped the script on our intelligence service, <clears throat> NASA, and the way everything else. Our pharmaceutical companies. They didn't run. They took over, and we're waking up to it every day, dude. Pat, I love you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'll make sure I'll send you my email if you don't already have it. Make sure I have all the all the links, okay, to uh, what you uh, want people to check out. And if you are listening, check out the links below. Pat, thanks for coming on. I love you very much, buddy. Love you, buddy. Thanks again. Anytime, all the time. Take care, bud. Uh, okay, bye. That was See great. You. That was a good fucking show. That's an important show, and uh, yeah, Pat sure. Pat had an hour, so we wanted to uh, you know keep for as long as we can. I know you guys like a longer show, so Johnny and I will follow up. What are your thoughts, Johnny? I, uh, you know, I always, I'm, I just, I, this this health stuff really concerns me. It's something I I think that's it's one of the most important things we can talk about that we probably don't talk about enough. You know, is is the actual what's going on inside your own body. You know, we talk a lot about what's going on in the world, but less about what's going on actually just right, you know, inside of you. And uh, yeah, it's to me, it's the most depressing, you know, I mean, because if you can't, like he said, if you don't have your health, you can't do You can't do anything else. Yeah. You can't focus on I mean, when you're unwell, you can't focus on outside projects. You can't dedicate your time to people. You can't improve. You can't enjoy life and go on a life. long, long 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 journey that is your life on this time on the planet now i believe you come back multiple times but the more you get right on this time the less like you are to come back multiple times and that's my opinion man and we're seeing all this stuff going on nobody's coming to save you the sooner you realize that the better. Elon Musk is not here to save you. Elon Musk is not here to save free speech. Now, sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day, okay? Maybe he's gotten right, but now we're all seeing backtracking on that. They are in panic. Did you see today that he uh, that Twitter fact-checked the White House? Oh, I loved the White it. House? That was, I <laughs> loved it. That, I mean, the wind, I mean that, now that's, a, that's different. That's new. That's new. I th I that, that is new. And then they erased the tweet. How does it feel? How's it feel, I mean, White that House? That made me so happy uh, just hearing about that. I mean, Rumble, young man, Rumble, dude. Johnny, do you want to do you want to go into that tweet I sent you? Uh, what I don't know. You texted to me. Yeah, you remember? You're like, is he a serial killer? Oh, oh. Huh. 
<laughs> you want to go into that, uh, dude? I'm, if you want to, man. If you want to go there, I, it's. I mean, it's. I I can I you know I've looked at it very carefully and some of it I uh, some of it I I can push back on but a lot of it is just like whoa weird uh, shit right okay so we're gonna do this yeah, I mean let's do it okay uh, I can continue to talk about what we talked about with Pat but I feel like let's just have a fun real conversation we might do a whole episode on this topic but I thought it'd be really fun to talk about right now. Uh, on Tim Fall Hat so, to mix it up. So, uh, so jo- let give me just a second to pull it so up. So I think one of the the greatest tools of disseminating information is a Twitter thread. I get so much information off a of Twitter thread. Now, somebody said I don't know who sent this to me, and it's so funny because I sent this to Punch Drunk James because James has always talked about this guy. And we'll get into that. But somebody sent me this thread. And I thought it was very interesting. And the name of the Twitter account is AIDS Ventura. (laughs) AIDS, like the disease. AIDS Ventura. Paused Detective. Now, Johnny, now were you and I talking about this? That the um, prep that they... By the way, if you don't know, paused is is like slang for positive for AIDS. For AIDS. So someone told me... That that pa that 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 prep that they're giving to gay men, by the way, which is fucking hilarious. That now during every sports center, they are running a prep commercial. Oh, really? That's funny. And it's just two dudes staring at each other, and then you know. I don't know how you watch sports center anymore. I, I can't. Uh, it's very. I mean, it's like so I bad. turn off all the time. The minute they have like three chicks talking football, I turn it off. It's not natural. Okay. It's Guess sick. what else is not natural? A bunch of gay guys watching Sports Center that they might want to check out prep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like you're just inserting gay men into Sports Center. That's all you're doing. That is funny. But somebody told me that prep does so much damage to liver, it's almost like a chronic alcoholic liver after a year. Well, you, you know, it's. Taking it up the ass is not good for your colon either. So it's like, what are we going to do here? We're going to hurt one organ or the other, you know? Yeah, but dude, to to destroy to destroy somebody's, like, in a year, dude, meaning like you drank for 20 years hard, you have the same Ugh. liver. How crazy is that? So uh, what was the point of We're that? We're doing the Jim Carrey Okay, thing. so, yeah, so anyways. So, uh, somebody sends me this link, and it's by no one and no one and nobody seven. That's his And it tw- doesn't have any heat. Like, this is not, I mean, just a few people have read this. You can tell. It's like 12 quote tweets, 8 retweets, 48 likes. It's not like this thing went viral or anything. So, so just so you know, a guy who listens to the show, I call him Punch Drunk James. Right, James from Punch Drunk. And James uh, had started, James was uh, in Punch Drunk and it got weird. And now we're good friends again. Like it seems to be with almost everybody I'm friends with. I, I'm close, get weird, close again. It's just a story of my life. I would. I don't know what my role in that is. Probably a ton of it, okay? But, you know, because there's a lot. Anyways, I love James. I don't even know why I had to put that out there, so I'm sorry about that, James. But we did have a falling out on some nasty stuff, and then we're back together. But James has always said that he felt 
that Jim Carrey was the head of the Church of Satanism in Hollywood. He had said that before to me. He'd sent me some stuff on that. And I had gone, that's kind of crazy. So when I saw this, I, that I immediately thought about that. So here we go. So well, they, this, you know, in LA, they have beef between, it's like the Church of Satan versus the Satanic Temple. Oh, they, well, they all have beef. They're they're like they've a, had it before. They're like uh, like gang turf. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a real rumble between those Look at this. Groups. And I get this. This is so funny. Dude, should we have James call in right now? If he's got a take on it, yeah. Hold on, pause it. Can you pause for one second? Yeah. All right, so uh, joining us is uh, uh, a friend of the show. Uh, I call him uh, Punch Drunk James, but James Dure. How are you, James? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? James, full disclosure, I said that we uh, before we brought you in that you uh, we were really close, that we had a falling out, and now we're close again. Are you okay with that? That is 100% accurate and correct. Okay, cool. So I don't want you to think I talk shit. I just, that is, I'm that is 100% accurate. <laughs> we're friends again. So, so James, we're talking about the Twitter feed that I sent you. When I saw of it, I, I sent it to uh, Johnny, and then I also sent it to you because you had brought up that based on your research, you believed that Jim Carrey was part of um, a satanic cult. Not just a part of, but the head of the Los Angeles chapter after Martin Scorsese stepped down. Oh, shit. Johnny, Martin Scorsese, our favorite it, director, bro. Come on. I mean, I mean dude. The guy made Last Temptation of Christ. It, that doesn't it surprise gets me deep. It gets deep. Okay. So so we'll get into that as we go on. So I sent you this uh, Twitter feed, and it was uh, Ace Ventura paused... AIDS Ventura, Paz Detective. And it basically... A well-known, reliable source. By the way. But it's super interesting, Oh, dude, though. it's amazing. Uh, yeah, so so it starts off with this. This is the first tweet. Please put yourself in my shoes. It's a typical day of scrolling Facebook while not having a single thought about Jim Carrey. So we go down. He's got this... This is just a weird photo to begin with. Like, what is, what and now the, the photo in fear in, uh, infers of uh, basically like a Hannibal Lecter or some kind of like horror film monster or Science of the Lambs taking Jim Carrey's face and putting it over somebody. Yeah, or or that, you know, that's his mask that he's actually just clipped his human skin mask that he's... Yeah, so James, before we get into this Twitter, because I'd like to set it, tell us what you believe your researchers told you about Jim Carrey and Martin Scorsese. Well, so... This, this all goes back to, you know, the events of 2020 when everything you had told me in our friendship earlier became, like, true. And I, I reached out to you. I was like, Sam, you were right. A lot of the stuff you were saying was right. I was, I was wrong. You were right. That was, you know, our reconnection point. And I started, you know, diving down the rabbit holes. And, you know, one of the things I came onto, you know, as you study, you get into sigil magic and the Luciferian agenda to invert reality uh, so that, you know, negative is positive. That's, that's the Luciferian agenda is to invert reality so that, um, we can, what we consider good is now bad. What is now bad is now good. That's what the satanic agenda is, the inversion. So when, when you start to unpeel the layers of why people want to invert reality and get into all of that, it, you, you, you know, you start to go, well, well, who's controlling the messaging of it? And obviously it goes down to Hollywood. So, 
you know, I start digging down Twitter rabbit holes and I get to, you know, who runs the Church of Satan in Los Angeles. And it was, you know, people were saying, you know, it's it's Martin Scorsese and up until the point where Jim Carrey takes over. And if you notice, Jim Carrey starts going on Jimmy Kimmel and starts speaking truths that we know to be true. But you, you go, well, what is that? Is that it's false prophecy? He's making himself appear to be this bringer of truth, but he's really the guy trying to invert reality. And if you you can pull up the Jimmy Kimmel thing where he's sticking his hand through the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Masonic but symbol. But James, what research did you do? And I'm not saying I don't believe because I do believe you, but what was the research that you did that made you think that Martin Scorsese led the Church of Satanism well, in it Hollywood? Was, it, was, it, was, it was on the same time that we found out about the Paysour family, the family, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to start, you know, we, I don't know exactly what triggered you getting completely depersoned, but it was when we mentioned the Paysour family. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was in that same time zone, that same thread of information where I discovered the Paysours in the early 1800s. So it, it, it kind of falls into that same period of time. So it's hard for me to, to pinpoint the source of information other than uh, it was a person on, it was a, a group of people I was communicating with on Twitter. And one person said, Hey, you know, here's a link. The link takes you to this, you know, write up and you, you get the information of who's saying what. So I can't give you a specific link. If I could, I would, but I can tell you that I, it was based on information that was being gleaned from sources that were talking about the Paysours. And we all know how important the Paysour family is. If you're really a tinfoil hat guy, that's what that got you kicked off all of uh, social media. So, um, you know, it's really crazy. He's like, so th there's also Paysours, I believe. If you look up who's our Secretary of Defense, Johnny, we looked at Curly. up. What? Current Secretary of Defense. Yeah, like, was he Blinkley or Bl Blinken? Blinken. Look up who his stepfather is. Okay. Which is super crazy, bro. His stepfather, most. Oh, no, the Secretary of Defense now is. Uh, who's Lloyd Blinkley? James Austin. But who's Blinkley? Was he? Whatever his role is. Anthony Blinken, the D Department of State. Yeah, so he's the guy that the former Prime Minister of the UK texted that after the bombing of the the gas line or the Russian. Uh, oh, the, yeah, it's done. Or it's whatever. done, yeah. right? So he's very interested. So if you look up that guy who his stepfather is, his father is a Pesor of Russian descent, right? And the Pesors are old Russian. Oh, yeah, it's spelled differently, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of old Russian royalty. He's a Polish-American lawyer and a Who Holocaust survived survivor. the Holocaust, yeah. right? Which is crazy because this guy is basically... His stepson is funding Nazis in the Ukraine. Like, how crazy is that? And now there's this whole thing that, like, the, the they, you know, some of the royals who might be royal, Russian royals, want to take out Putin, which is a super interesting backstory. But you get into the pay source. Here we have another part of that story. So, Jim, uh, so James, finish up that real quick. How did you find out that you thought? So, these sources that you told that you. That, and then the be honest with everybody, we just literally hit up James like literally two seconds ago. So he wasn't allowed to prepare anything. So, but these links that you saw told you that Martin Scorsese was the head. And, and, and then you get into like 
my favorite movie of all time, which is Taxi Driver. And basically, the uh, Crazy Days and Nights, they do all these drops, right? I forget what they're called, but they're drops. And if they name the person in the drop, it means they have concrete evidence which suggests that they... That, that the story is true. And one of the stories is, is that Robert De Niro has been paying for, I who is the director that's not allowed in America because of pedophilia? Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Has been paying Roman Polanski's legal bills forever because Robert De Niro told Roman Polanski to go to Jack Nicholson's house to bring that girl. And he's been paying his 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 legal bills ever since because he felt bad and that they named it that means he has the evidence to prove that's true so you know taxi driver morton scorsese taxi driver robert de niro having uh allegedly a pedophile background so it's all there it's all there anti-lawyer i know you're talking about anti-lawyer on twitter and anti-lawyer has posted a lot of links stuff about the Bourdain killing, all this stuff. So NT Lawyer is a very valuable resource when it comes to speaking. I've been trying to get him on the show. I would love to have the entertainment lawyer on the show. I would love to have that. So let's go down this. So we're going to, if if we're to believe what James saying, and we have no reason not to believe it, it's Tim Fall Hat, that this guy is part of the Church of Scientology. So Johnny, do you want... Satan, 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 because Johnny said there's a war between the Church of Scientology... The the Church of Satan is Satanic Temple, yeah. Okay, there's a a war going on. rumble going on here in LA. So Johnny, do you want to read some of these? these Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we got uh, the first one here. And, it, and again, it just starts with him saying, uh, please put yourself in my shoes. It's a typical day scrolling Facebook while not having a single thought about Jim Carrey until you stumble upon a Curious People article concerning the suicide of his ex. Uh, so there's a story here from people about his ex. And then it says, this article prompts you to remember a scene from Batman Forever. That was a piece of shit. Uh, where the Riddler stages his boss's murder as a suicide as well as Jim Carrey having a real-life obsession with the number 23 years before his 2007 movie came out. And then he has this scene here from Batman Forever. Do you want to look at that? Yeah. Okay. Luckily, this isn't on anything. You touched that switch and... Which one, this? Losing resolution. More power. I'm reporting you to the FCC. Oh, here it is. That's very cool. Fred! 
Babe! You are fired! Or should I say... Okay. Yeah. So, so, so and then he's he's stages head as a suicide, basically. Yeah. The guy falls out the window. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so then he says, So you decide to watch the number twenty three. This guy's really punishing himself. Uh, and later <laughs> become perturbed by watching the movie's pair of protagonists, both played by Jim Carrey, by the way, uh witness not just one, but four suicides. So characters played by Jim Carrey witness four suicides in that film. Uh, since the real-life suicide of Carrie's ex-girlfriend is what brought you to the number 23, uh, Carrie witnessing just one of those is immensely creepy enough. But for uh, the fourth suicide also this echoes... This is the yeah, craziest this, this is thing. This is where it gets interesting. The fourth suicide in that film also echoes the cause of death for Charles Rocket, an actor known for playing the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber and lesser known for slitting his own throat in real life. This is where it gets nuts. And then you realize that Rocket was chosen over an 18-year-old Jim Carrey for a spot on SNL. While this strikes you as motive, you dismiss the thought because it's beyond hysterical to even consider everyone's favorite rubber-faced wacky man uh, for uh, slitting a guy's throat. Um, so we get to this. Then it occurred to me that the aforementioned Batman Forever scene may have given Carrie the idea for this suicide crime masquerade M.O. Uh, to clear the hysteria out of my mind which this is interesting, I contact the Connecticut State Police to report the death of Charles Rocket may have been perpetrated by Jim Carrey to appear as a suicide. Sergeant Brett Langevin took me way more seriously than he should, but said nothing was wrong with the report, the medical examiner's report in that case. Uh, later on that day, I just, this guy's just going on a movie marathon. Yeah. Later on that day, I decided to watch Dumb and Dumber to observe the energy between Carrie and Rocket. I'm not expecting the sophomore com comedy to fully convince me that Carrie slit his co-star's throat. Uh, but, uh, and then he brings up this moment here, uh, where Jeff Daniels clearly breaks character with, his, now I don't know if I agree with this, him breaking character, because there's a, there's a, a, a cut here. Okay, so you're you're pushing back on. Well, just watch it. Okay. I mean, because it, it's clearly. It I mean, this it? is a react. This is not you. you there's, this is him. This is acting. Uh, Carrie. Yeah, he does. Carrie. Well, let's just play it here. Now, okay. now Carrie's line, which was ad libbed, uh, is interesting. But I don't buy that that the reaction is anything meaningful. Genius, Lloyd. Sheer genius. I mean, where did you come up with a scam like that? I saw it in a movie once. It was incredible. So the guy tricks some sucker into picking up his cab and gets away with it scot-free? No. In the movie, they catch up to him half mile down the road and slit his throat. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> wow. See, the reason that... Jerry? What? The reason I don't buy that is, is a natural reaction because that sells the joke. The joke is that they just did this scam at a convenience store. Do you get what I'm saying? And in the movie where he got the idea, the guys who did the scam get their throat slit. So when Jeff Daniels hears that, he's like, oh, shit, we're going to get our throat Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so right. that's the one thing okay, in this okay. that I didn't so, quite get on so board So crazy with. guys in 100%. But, no, but, but the fact that Jim Carrey ad-libbed that, that's the really interesting thing. Uh, and he says here, to reiterate... Uh, before I watched the slit his throat moment from Dumb and Dumber, I contacted Connecticut State Police 
So to report that, uh, the slit his throat line was improvised by Carey. When I looked up the script, I was hoping it would be written so I could accept that the dialogue was just an unfortunate coincidence. Also, why uh, why would Jim Carrey think that that would be funny to people? Although I, I don't I don't agree with this part either. Uh, further, riddle me this: Why was Carrie's mind on watching someone's throat get slit when, eleven years later, his co-star, the one who took SNL away from Carrie, was found deceased? This in this exact manner under circumstances some, many maybe, uh, find mysterious. Okay, so people, sadly, and we all know people who have taken their lives. Yeah, slitting too your many. throat is really crazy. It's uncommon too. It's not it's uncommon. Very life. uncommon. It's like those people that shoot Very themselves. Very uncommon. In the so, heart. you know, here's the whole thing, dude. One suicide, it, sadly, it happens. Here we go with another one. Okay. Uh, and then he goes, on top of all that, I recognize child actor Jonathan Brandeis in the clip. Since I'm familiar that Brandeis's cause of death is suicide, I was afraid Carrie killed him too. Uh, I immediately believe Carrie murdered Brandeis after seeing his date of death is 11 12 2003. 11 plus 12, of course, equals 23. Uh, watch the teaser for the number 23. Doesn't Jim Carrey come off as creepy adding up these calendar date numbers? Here it is. Jump in anytime. Titanic sank on the morning of April 15th, 1912. That's 4151912. 23. The Hiroshima bomb was dropped at 815. 8 plus 15 is 23. The Mayans said the end of the world would come in 2012. 20 plus 1 plus 2 equals 23. Go ahead. Tell yourself it's just a number. He is creepy. It is creepy, yeah. Uh, and this trailer, well, that's also oh, interesting because it's, he's also making light of the uh, gematria, or the numer you know, using numerology to predict or understand events and that's something that you see lots of people online utilizing is the tool of gematria and utilizing math and numbers to understand events that are taking place my, so. my question to you guys is was there three suicides in the movie or four suicides in the movie 23 that's what that's what he said yeah i mean i haven't seen the film in a million years uh, not a good movie. Uh, and this other trailer for the number 23, the dog catcher played by Carrie, uh, says I was born at 11, 12 PM, 11 plus 12. Look at Brandeis's death date again, 11, 12, 2003. Why not have Carrie say 10, 13 or 5, 18 AM. So yeah, the number is 11, 12, just like his death date, which was 11, the 12th day of the 11th month. Damn, dude. Uh, none of the news reported about Brandeis's alleged suicide mentioned that the so-called friend who stayed at the scene until the emergency services arrived. So nobody named, they didn't name this friend. Uh, language such as that would help curtail theories such as this. Here's a snippet from a uh, news story about it. It said, police said a friend of Brandeis called 911 from the actor's apartment just before midnight. Uh, to report the suicide. so that November the 11th? Yeah. Uh, if the uh, LAPD don't know the identity of this friend, and neither do Jonathan's parents in Connecticut, then it's very likely he's no friend of Jonathan's. Uh, which is interesting here, because how does he know that the parents don't... Did it say any... I didn't see anywhere that it said the parents didn't know the identity of the friend. Did you see that? No. 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 But he's got to... You know, that's funny. Uh, Carrie portraying wrestling, wrestling fanatic Andy Kaufman, a performance that caused an identity crisis for him. Uh, and these two bizarre Wikipedia. Now, are you familiar with this Chris Benoit thing yeah, yeah. about the Wikipedia edits yeah. that came in before? Okay, it uh, came in before it happened. 
That's the idea. Before anybody knew about it, at least. Yeah. Uh, and these two bizarre Wikipedia edicts on, on Chris Benoit's page compelled me to look into the Benoit family massacre. <laughs> that's a throw. That's an illusion there. Uh, one wiki edit, edit occurred correctly, reporting his wife Nancy's death 14 hours prior to the discovery of her murder. Uh, that's suspicious, of course. But two edits reporting her death hours before her murder. That's beyond suspect. Something to understand about these two strange edits is that they were the first to report Nancy's death outside of her family, friends, neighbors, or law enforcement. Before any of those people got the news, rather. Uh, since Nancy, Nancy Benoit's death uh, is a homicide, the only person who could have not made those edits at the time of her before the time of her death was the killer. You get it. I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, Nobody yeah, yeah. knew that she was dead when these Wikipedia edits were made. I seriously doubt Chris Benoit knew how to edit Wikipedia because, you know, he had brain damage. Yeah. Uh, and typically, internet trolls erroneously report celebrity deaths in deliberate hoaxes. Reminder, this troll called the death correctly without any source. Any other info the edits I offered did not is know superfluous. That. That's crazy. This is the third time Connecticut has popped up in this thread, and the IP address ends with a 2-3. Uh, the coincidences triangulate immediately. Read the third item. The wiki moderator thought these two edits came from the same person. So the moderator here suspected that the two edits came from the same person. And he's saying still not reliable information, by the way. Uh, how can this be the same person when the edits came from Connecticut and Australia? The IP addresses uh, go back to Connecticut and Australia. I seriously doubt anyone in Connecticut and Australia had any clue about Nancy Benoit's death because she last lived in North Carolina. Uh, since I believe that these two edits came from the same person that don't did wait, since I believe these two edits came from the same person, then where did they come from? Easy. The Benoit home computer, since the killer obviously made them. The writer from Wired magazine was also skeptical about the anonymous person who came forward and admitted to doing it. Uh, so someone came forward, I guess, after this and said that they did the one in Connecticut. Uh, but the person from Wired who wrote the story, I guess, was skeptical about that. Uh, due to suicide being the cause of death for Chris Benoit, the championship wrestler never received any decent argument of reasonable doubt in his offense. In his defense, I'll try to, his best uh, to defend him. Authorities never established any sort of motive for why Chris Benoit did what he supposedly did what, whatsoever. Due to that, everyone attributed this unspeakable act of triple murder to Chris Benoit's reputed brain damage. Oh, yeah, Sam Trivoli. Um, This thing goes on. Uh, I'm going to challenge that assumption using the text messages concerning, concerning the family's dogs, enclosed swimming pool, and open garage door. Albeit cryptic, these texts, both from Chris and Nancy's phones, have impeccable grammar and syntax. Now, he says that he has a neighbor with brain damage uh, who's texts are beyond i have a friend whose texts are beyond erratic too uh take or leave. who are you talking about johnny <laughs> take or leave that <laughs> anecdotal evidence uh whichever you choose i'm still going to insist chris benoit's phone be re-examined the army trained me in suicide awareness and murder slash suicide is psychologically all suicide if chris benoit was suicidal he would have blown this doctor's appointment off so i guess he went to a doctor's appointment right before he killed himself and he's saying that's incredibly suspicious. Uh, my initial doubt with Benoit is that he surely, my initial doubt with Benoit is that he surely could take Carrie in a throw. Oh, he's saying, okay, so why now Chris Benoit really, Jim Carrey got the jump on Chris Benoit. So, but what, what is that jump to that? 
No, no, I mean like he. Yeah, but how does he know? What connects Jim Carrey? To I don't know. I, I, I'm waiting to get there. I guess it's the numbers. The number twenty-three, uh, especially if the killer is on the property, having already killed Chris and Chris's wife and kid. Nancy died on 6-22-2007. The son, Daniel, died on 6-23-2007. And then Chris on the 24th. I don't believe Chris Benoit left his residence that entire weekend, so that means he was present while his wife and son were deceased. I suppose due to the nature of their deaths, Benoit was hesitant to call the cops because Nancy and Daniel looked like they were killed by a wrestler. Me personally in that situation, I would have called the cops to at least smoke out the intruder. Perhaps also Benoit didn't have possession of his cell. I'll come back to that speculation later. Oh, Jesus. Uh, either way, Benoit came off like a person that could have taken care of themselves in a fight. So I'm just going to say it. Carried, Carrie rendered Benoit to be the first ever homicide v victim framed for murder. That just seems impossible due to Benoit's sporting history. There must be some explanation as how to carry how Carrie got the upper hand on Benoit. Uh, duh, Chris Benoit's brain re resembled that of an 80-year-old Alzheimer's patient because yeah, of his but, brain. But age. where is the connection? Here's a butterfly effect. Had Chris Farley sought treatment for his drug addiction and managed to stay alive to this day, okay, it got Chris really Benoit crazy. would be here with us. It's still infrequent for SNL cast members to pass away. What does that mean? It takes years between deaths still, yet six months after Farley passed away, his great friend Phil Hartman had taken his life in an act of murder-suicide committed by his third sprout I brain. Dude, you got to respect. You got to respect Phil Hartman. He married an escort. He's like, fuck it, bro. This pussy's so bomb. Go put a ring on it. Yeah, how'd that work? <laughs> uh, these two instances of death are related. Farley and Bryn Hartman both had the mutual acquaintance of Andy Dick, so it's plausible Farley walked in on Bryn having sex, having a private bump, and she gave Dick's name to answer where she got her stuff. Oh, Andy Dick, yeah, yeah. Well, and so how does he connect him to to Benoit, Benoit? Benoit? Yeah, I, I think yeah, we still haven't gotten there yet. Uh, after Farley's over, he said this is kind of a detour. Do you want me to skip this part about the Hartman thing? Mercer side. He got an idea. Okay. Uh, I, 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 okay. Uh, as soon as Jim Carrey heard the news about the Hartman murder-suicide, he got the idea to do the thing to the Benoit family. Uh, Carrey choosing Canadians to become homicides framed for murder is tribute to fellow Canadian Phil Hartman. FYI, I legitimately prevented Carrey's next Canadian victim from be becoming the second homicide framed for murder last November. I'll explain that further down. Uh, but why else do Chris Benoit dirty like that? That's that's one Hold way. On. Any thoughts, James? Or does this seem like well, we're getting into crazy? Yeah, it's well, the ramblings here of them. It started Madness. really like intra, and now it's gotten Maybe really. Maybe you guys talk for a second. I'll read down and see if I can get to some uh, point here. What's your thoughts, James? Well, I I think that we've we've touched on numerology, which is definitely a huge aspect of how secret societies operate is using numerology and coding to to discuss things. I think it's complete. Nothing is nothing that's been said makes it impossible for this to be a reality, but they haven't given us a linking causation, which goes, ah, aha. But look, at I, I think Jim Carrey is capable of these things. Personally, I do think he's capable. And the fact that everybody goes, well, he's Jim Carrey. That's why he can do it. Now, he's saying here that no, since no one would think he's no one would think he's the guy that makes me think he's the guy because no one would think it. 
that's the perfect that's the perfect suspect is the person no one's thinking of so i i think he's a dark dude personally i think that it wouldn't surprise and where there's smoke there's fire you know how many people do you know who commit suicide that you've been personally around you know that's that's a lot like you're around this person and then they kill themselves that's weird He's saying here that since Jim Carrey made that film, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, he's been obsessed with this idea of erasure, which is erasing someone from history and erasing their mind. Uh, more than one chapter from Jim Carrey's memoir uh, either mentions or waxes philosophical about this concept of erasure. During his interview with Norm MacDonald uh, on Norm MacDonald Live, Carrey mentioned that comedian Red Skelton insisted his entire work be erased upon his death. Which that's crazy to me. Uh, yeah, that's so weird. Carrie made it sound like uh, the vaudevillian multi-hyphenate's work couldn't be found anywhere, despite a Google search saying otherwise. When Carrie's interview on Norm Macdonald Live first hit the internet back in 2017, I googled Red Skelton because that disinformation reminded me of Chris Benoit's erasure from the WWE. This Google search was at a time before I thought Jim Carrey had killed anyone. When Kerry said he was erasing himself in that Norm Macdonald live interview, he was talking about his uncredited performance in The Bad Batch from 2017, uh, the post-apocalyptic film released on the 10th anniversary of the ben Benoit family triple homicide. What? Uh, I put this motive together back in October 2019 and took a couple of months off from thinking about all of it. That following December, out of boredom, I looked up Jim Carrey's IMDb trivia page, not expecting to uh, rouse any suspicions. I found this item. Jim Carrey turned down an offer to induct Jerry Lawler into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2007. He believed the people in the audience would be coming to see him rather than the wrestlers. Uh, this puts Carrey's mind on the WWE the year Benoit died. Figuring that's better than nothing, I googled to verify if it's true. Instead, I found uh, the 2007's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony was held the same weekend as Benoit's final WrestleMania, which is WrestleMania 23. Oh my god, dude! Okay, that's some weird shit, dude! It's back on. And we're back! <laughs> uh, here is Carrie insisting to parody a wrestling promo this that this isn't anything right here he's saying he's taunting benoit but that that won't that doesn't play Whoa. uh wrestler and close personal friend uh chavo guerrero did not receive a voice message from chris benoit on june 23rd 2007 i'll come back to this item later uh guerrero who was concerned about benoit's tone and de demeanor called him back 12 minutes later he did not receive a message. maybe he did receive a message okay uh, despite occurring four months after the number 23's theatrical release, there was a subliminal allusion to the Benoit family triple homicide in the numerology-themed film, not unlike the clandestine references to the unknown homicides of Jonathan Brandeis and Charles Rocket. The psychological thriller's twist ending, which comes out of nowhere without warning, is that the titular book Carrie's dog catcher character is obsessed with was actually authored by him and originally was intended to be a suicide note because Carrie's dog catcher character killed a long time ago a cheating girlfriend and framed her lover for the murder back in the day. Oh, that's oh, is it still going? <laughs> oh, it goes on. Since I'm saying Chris Benoit is unknown for the beat is unknown for being the first ever 
homicide victim framed for murder, this twist ending to the number 23 threatened the lives of the Benoit family. Going back to the second suspect, Wikipedia, that's the Australian one on Chris Benoit's page, the first uh, proxy's location from Connecticut was meant to reference Brandeis and Rocket. The second Australian proxy location referenced Carrie's first unknown homicide, which is someone called Michael Hutchins. What? The lead singer now of NXS. they killed <laughs> Michael Hutchins? I don't buy that. Okay, Let's now we're see. getting into crazy town. How to know Hutchins got murdered. The Australian singer smash hit Suicide Blonde, that's a good song, uh, is also the name of a character in the number 23. And additionally, Hutchins had a solo track on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Uh, the image is this image is from the fifth Dirty Harry movie where Carrie played a drug addicted rock star in an unknown homicide. The Deadpool, that's a 1988 film, has a plot that resembles the information in this thread. Okay, I don't know. We're just going deeper now. You got the Benoit to to wait. Go- hold on, he's getting to Chris Cornell here. Hold on. Uh, okay, another rock star killed in an unknown homicide is Chris Cornell. I made an off-the-cuff joke to a friend one day that Carrie should cover Black Hole Sun and felt the biggest shiver down my spine afterwards. Now, that's not evidence, I have to that's say. That's not evidence at all. Okay, it's gotten crazy. It is some weird shit. James, any thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Just because one of them might be crazier and one of, one of them might be off doesn't mean that part of it is true. That's one of those things where... And that's in the war of disinformation. That's how they get you is they'll give you a bunch of things that are true, then give you something that's completely untrue. Therefore, you have to question the entire amount of information that you have, because now you you have no discernment between what is and what isn't. And in today's era, that's the only way you can win an information war is you overload the amount of information. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. But the stuff that is true, it's so hard to pick which it is because of all the information overload that you're getting. So look, based on the research that I've done, you know, going through getting to the, the root of what, who's sourcing what information. And like I said, it really, it starts with me with the Paysors. The fact that they're talking about Chris Cornell, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, Anthony Bourdain, Avicii, they all die within a certain amount of time. It's all very mysterious. All those people were working on stuff about child trafficking. Bourdain was sitting there talking about Weinstein. None of those things add up. I consider those all deaths. Now, whether it's Jim Carrey, who's acting in in, this, in a coordinate or black cube assassins like Harvey Weinstein had, we don't know. But we do know that none of what they're saying as the official story does add up. That, and that's, that's really what, that's weird. What this dog. show's all about. This show's all about the alternative truth. The truth that we're trying to uncover because the official narrative doesn't make sense. So based on the information that I have, is it probable that Jim Carrey, because remember, Church of Satan, bloodletting is the highest ritual. Is it possible that these people kill people? 100%. And what and why film is such an important aspect of it is film, you bring people into a world. You transport people in. So when you say, why would, you know. These people want, well, you control the narrative. You, contr- you make murder sexy. You make Satan sexy. You can control the imaging because you control the narrative. And that's why, you know, uh, I recommend your your listeners watch Out of Shadows on on um, on BitChute 
because it's taken off of YouTube, because it talks all about the Hollywood agenda of satanic uh, infiltration of information, you know, Lady Gaga and all that stuff. You know, you control the music, you control the, the messaging, you control the narrative, you control the population. And that's what that's why the show is critical is because even if even if half the stuff we talk, talk about, if, it, if just half of it is true. Now you're, you're sparking a thought and you're sparking a change. Some weird ass shit. Well, James, I mean, we can just keep going. This guy just, well, I keeps- mean, this guy just used evidence that the, he and this guy, Jim Carrey had beards. So, I mean, it, you guys okay. peep this, this clip. This guy sounds Carrie- really good. And then he just descends <laughs> into Carrey had this bushy beard at the time of Chris Cornell's death. Right now I have similar facial hair and shed <laughs> on occasion. Take or leave that last bit of anecdotal evidence. <laughs> <laughs> But See, I do think is, something's up. I mean, that's super creepy about yeah. the guy who got the spot before him that time. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm still going to assert that authorities may have overlooked a hair fiber that could determine Chris Cornell's death, a homicide. All right. Well, thank you, AIDS Ventura. James, <laughs> uh, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram, Mr3MMA. You can... Uh, Check out our weed company, BMG uh, Cannabis Co. on Instagram, uh, BMG underscore Cannabis Co. underscore. And uh, hopefully I'll be on Cash Days to talk to you about Shiba Inu. Yeah, we're making it happen, that burns bro. Cryptocurrency. Come in, guns ablaze, and I'm on your side. It's gone yeah. up just no, a tiny No, the SHIB bit. Army is real. The SHIB Army is real. So we got to get got to get your listeners up what on if, why what crypto if, is important. What if Elon Musk pays everybody at Twitter in Doge? You think that will go up? <laughs> that would be good. Well, this is go. I know this is an, a conspiracy theory, but the reason why I'm so bullish on SHIB is SHIB is the only cryptocurrency that's figured out how to inject market capital that isn't new buyers through burns. Meaning you have a bunch of projects that put a portion of their proceeds into buying and then sending those tokens to the dead wallet which reduces supply and increases price because that market capital now is burned into the market cap. But I know this is not what this show's about. But this show I'm is all about sweater. it. I'm all about that ship life, baby. It's all about it, dude. It's all about it. All right, but thanks, I love James. You, Sam. I love you, too. With you again. I know you're wrapping the show up. You gotta, we are. You got to let me come on when I got, I'm more prepared and I actually have information. It's fine, dude. We'll can... make it happen, brother. It was just a quick conversation, dude. All good in the hood. But I love you. Thank you for having me on. No problem, James. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you very much. Go to samtriplee.com. Check out everything, and we will talk to you soon. Hope to see you in Ventura. Hope to see you in Huntington Beach. Hope to see you in Kansas City. Grab tickets now. Take care, everybody. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.